Hi, and welcome to episode 37 of the Mandarin Blueprint podcast. Uh, we've actually just kind of done episode 38. It was originally just going to be one podcast. So I guess sort of at the beginning of this podcast, the, in terms of the updates and everything, you'll find in the next episode, which is going to be out pretty much the same time. So for updates, including one regarding uh, a new little sort of free gift we have for you guys, watch episode 38. For now, I'm going to jump straight into the actual questions and comments for this week. And as usual, we are going to start with props. So if anyone's listening to this, you're not on our course. Uh, we are basically going to go through the various sections of the hands up movie method, as well as any other comments. It's a method we use to learn Chinese characters using various rather complex but very effective memory palace techniques. Uh, there's blog post links under every category in the actual show notes. If you're not sure and you want to find out what we're actually talking about, you can go and check it out. But it should still be entertaining regardless. So we've had quite a lot of props this week. Very active comments as usual, but maybe even more active than usual actually. Um, oh, very, um, uh, very articulate there, Luke. All right, so the first one we've got here is uh, Natalie or Natalie Devia on pick a prop for... I guess it's like the little eye. It's actually the yen zipa, yen. It represents yen, which is speech. And you'll find it on the left, usually on the left, uh, once in the middle, in jianyu, um, prison. Um, but usually on the left, representing some kind of speech. Um, so for example, hua, as in speech, you'll, have, you'll see that little, it looks like a little eye. And she's actually made a choice, which I made, which is choose the sign of information, or the information sign in places of tourism, that little eye. So you maybe could have like a tourism booth or a tourist booth operator to represent that. Really good. John Hay, pick a prop for jiu, uh, meaning number nine. A cat and nine tails can be swung spectacularly in movie scenes. I agree. Connor Griffith on pick a prop for jong or jong, depending on the circumstances. Haha, ha, thank you for that little tip on the side about darts. I'm glad someone pointed it out. I believe that we mentioned that in the video. I'm not sure, I don't think he's referring to a comment there. But yes, Zhong means middle. So we say, hey, how about a dartboard or darts? That'll work absolutely fine. Uh, Ija Imrahi, Amrahi, sorry, on pick a prop for, well, it's the it's a cow. It represents, it's, it's, it's sort of a, it's basically the nyo category. Uh, so it's representative of that. But it doesn't have the uh, the bottom sort of part. It's kind of cut off. And you'll see it on the top of some characters, like gao su the gao, like to tell. And she says, what do you call a cow with no legs, as in no bottom part? Ground beef. Very, very clever. Ija is uh, good for puns and great for little jokes like that as well. And it's, it's a good way to sort of connect things together. So, Will Henry, pick a prop for, and again, this doesn't really have a pronunciation that I'm aware of, but you'll see it on the top of various characters. And uh, we basically said it, it's on top of Lao. Um, so, we say go for uh, something to represent an old man or something old. And he says, I'm going to give one of my actors a long white beard, whether male or female. Fantastic. Could even be one of those fake sort of Santa Claus beards, with sort of like the elastic on them. Could be funny. Awesome. Uh, Will Henry, this is obviously immediately afterwards because that prop is now used in another character, Ju, sort of means a uh, person, basically. Um, I'm sure someone will think of a better uh, translation and then correct me. But yeah, roughly that. 
And then that in itself is also used as a prop in other characters. It's quite a rather common prop or component. And he, I, I can't, I'm gonna have to look at the original comment on it because I can't, I can't think off the top of my head why you would have done this. But a big pile of doo doo. Well, whatever helps you make the characters, will. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> next one, prop for um, xiao, uh, meaning uh, obedient or um, filial. Uh, I'll use a whip since it's used to get people or animals to follow orders and be obedient. Excellent. Again, these can always be related to the meaning or the appearance. So that's absolutely fine. Lots you can do with that one. Uh, Will's actually given us a bunch this week. Thank you, Will. Uh, for pick a prop for meaning five. Five Guys is a popular burger restaurant in the US. Never been, but I have heard of it. So I'll choose a humongous hamburger. That's one of those examples that is sort of a five, uh, one or two degrees of separation which obviously can still work, no problem at all. But that's one that will be rather specific to Will, right? Because he thinks of hamburger, that that works for him, but might not work for many people. But still, uh, still gonna, as long as it works, do it. Another one from Will, pick a prop for guang, uh, which means sort of vast. It's using um, guang kuo, for example, which means vast. Um, okay, so he says, a few objects associated with a vast area or distance, a sextant, uh, uh, binoculars, a passport, a plane ticket. I'm gonna use binoculars. So thanks for giving us four suggestions, it's very kind of you. Yes, that will absolutely work, no problem. So you might think, oh, vast, it's such a abstract term. You can make the abstract concrete very easily using your life experience, which is actually, again, just on a little sort of tangent, that's why it's not only it's not only that people that are that are sort of older in years um, can, can it's not only that they can do just as well as a young person they can often do way better with this method because they have much more life experience to to link to it's very cool will henry on pick a prop for chou which uh, means to beg or plead or, requ or request i believe is the the key word that we chose and a DJ takes requests. So I'll have a DJ spinning some sick beats in my related scenes. Sweet. Um, Makai Albert, or Albert, sorry, on pick a prop for xia, which means down or below. He's chosen roots, which led me to Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. That works very well. Uh, I love using things like superheroes or sort of animated creatures because they can just do some do things that are a bit more out of the ordinary, they tend to stand out. Not that you have to do that, but it just it, it tends to just be naturally more memorable. Uh, Sandy uh, on pick a prop for ooh, which means uh, noon. She asks, "Can I choose a bed?" Usually, noon for me is the time I take a nap. Yes. Again, it's kind of like with Will's uh, suggestion earlier for five 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 guys hamburger. I mean. Yeah, it's not directly related, but sometimes you, yeah, it, it works though, you know, it works. And you'll be using a lot of these components, especially earlier on so many times that it's not gonna be an issue anyway. Um, or maybe a clock ticking 12, uh, sorry, clicking 12 is better to be able to use it as more as a prop. That actually I think might be less appropriate because it's, it's so much less specific to noon. A clock is representative of time 
right, in general. And clicking 12 times takes a long time. And counting them in your head 12 times, you know, you, you get the idea. It's actually, it might seem more concrete, but it's actually not. I think the bed is better. Uh, next, we have John Sprague on pick a prop for, well, we, we call this the loser because it's a uh, a person uh, component, but sort of on its front, like it's sort of laying down, like, uh, you know, like a like someone who can't be bothered to get up, kind of a loser, right? Um, I'm surprised Phil didn't think of this as a drum key. Phil's a drummer. Looks like one to me. If it looks like one to you, go for it. That would be perfect. Uh, another one from John. Uh, he's also going for pick a prop for, ooh, which is noon, which uh, Sandy just did. I agree with Daniel. It looks like it looks like Clint Eastwood with his hat cocked to the side, smoking che root or chi root. I'm not sure that is. In the good, the bad, and the ugly. Gary Cooper was in High Noon, not Eastwood. I'm going to use cowboy boots too. Fantastic. Yeah. So you can use just cowboy boots. So they make a nice sound as well. That's very distinctive. So that would be easily recognisable if the visual isn't, isn't enough. Because obviously often when you're imagining people, you might not, ima not, not, might not be focusing on their specific garment that they're wearing. You might not think about that. So uh, the sounds do help. Or just imagine Clint Eastwood being a badass um, back in his um, heyday uh, as well. That'll be fine. Wicked. Uh, next, we've got William Edmeads. Uh, I think, uh, William, I think either me or Phil, I don't know which one of us, we've been saying your name wrong. Because I've been saying Edmeades the entire time. So, and Will, and Phil's been saying Edmeads. So, I'm just going to keep saying Edmeads, right? And one of us has got to be right. So, pick a prop for, the, again, you guys are going to have to look in the show notes for this a lot because uh, a lot of these uh, props and components, especially today, don't have pronunciations, or at least not any that I know of. This, I think this one does actually, but it's so rare. I just, I don't know what it is. Um, Yellow Pages phone book. As this particular thing, it's kind of like a gen, like a triangle, sort of like that, like an arrowhead. Then with a with a horizontal line below it, looks like a finger walking logo from the Yellow Pages. So I believe that's a British thing, right? I think so. Um, uh, pick a prop for Mian, for Will Henry. Mian means to avoid, and like I said in the last podcast I did, you can actually use it by itself. Um, Will's used the idea of a oh he has a phobia of wasps. So imagining a giant wasp buzzing around my set is hard to forget. Yeah, I bet. Don't damage your psyche too much, though, if you've got a real phobia. Uh, although maybe it'll help, you know. There's this that technique, isn't it, to get over phobias. Like, um, I can't remember what it is. But basically, you, 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 go, you, you face your fears, right? And who knows, maybe, maybe our method could even cure that. Uh, <laughs> it also works to create motivation for my characters to act out the scene. Yes, you're going to bring a lot of emotions out in that one, definitely. Uh, Will Henry again on pick a prop for Matt, which is to buy something. Uh, how about a big QR code? That, that's good. That works out. Haha, <laughs> people who live in China will definitely get this one. Yes, they will. To make it easier to visualize, you could imagine it on one of those little signs you find at the checkout counter. One thing that would stand out for me, these QR codes paying like the cashless society, like Ch saying China is a cashless society is an understatement. There, there's, um, it's, it's actually very difficult to have cash, like to find cash these days. And people don't, often, often people don't even accept it. In fact, you'll find beggars uh, on the street, people or uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be walking around asking for money and they'll have a little um, lanyard around their neck 
and they have like a, a laminated WeChat QR code and they'll say, you know, give me a quai or something like that, which is just uh, mind boggling, <laughs> you know? So I would actually, I've seen those people before and I can remember what they look like. So maybe I'd even use that, like a beggar with a big QR code around it or him. Uh, brilliant. So we had some great, that's, the, that's all for the props today. Um, we'll move on to actors next. So again, these are actors. They represent the initials. Check out the blog post in the link in the show notes if you're not sure what they are and you want to know. Uh, yeah, so we've had, had about, what, how many we've got? We've got five this week. So we've got Connor Griffith, Griffith on casting call for ZH, J, or J, sort of that sound anyway. J, J. Um, Jackie Chan. Yes, because for these, this is in the male group, a real male. So that'd be uh, Jackie Chan. It's a good one. Uh, Connor Griffith again on casting call for R, E-R. Um, so I already chose Jackie Chan for my ZH initial. So instead, I'll go with the next best person, Yao Ming. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Uh, he's someone that everyone knows, and he's, I guess he's related to... He's sort of in, in the same category in a way. Um, Sandy on casting call number two. Uh, if you can't remember anyone with G now, search your contacts or Facebook friends. It's really helpful and I found many options I can choose. Great. And that's obviously personal to you, isn't it? So if you've got hundreds of friends on Facebook, boom, just go through them and it's all alphabetized. Perfect. That's a really good idea, actually. <laughs> I should have mentioned that in one of the videos, shouldn't we? Uh, Connor again on casting call for EYI. Uh, Adam and Eve. Eve. Well, Eve, well, I guess, yeah, I mean, depending on your level of skepticism, this may not be actually a good choice. Uh, I guess uh, some people, you know, if they don't believe in Christianity or whatever, um, they might go, oh, well, that's not real. But um, uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people will think it's real. So go for Eve, because um, obviously this E, this is a female group, they, sh they should be real people. Um, I guess I'm going with Ivanka Trump instead. Well, she's certainly 100% uh, real. Um, I hope I'm not offending anyone there in the Christian faith at all. I've got big respect for you guys. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so next, we've got Erin H. on uh, cast and call P, uh, 28 out of 55. I chose Paul Giamatti for this one. Excellent. And he's like a very, he's kind of like reminds me of Nicolas Cage a little bit in that style. He's got some cr really crazy roles. Um, so he can really stand out. Um Good. So that's all the actors we have for this week. I feel like I'm rushing. I don't. I sort of. I don't feel like rushed, but I feel like I'm going through these very quickly. I'm not trying to rush through it, guys. I'm just very excited today. I've had a lot of coffee. Okay. So our first set. Actually, usually we only get one or two of these a week. Um, I guess people, because it's so personal to people. I guess people feel generally that it's um, less worth sharing. But um, please do share them. You know, people, because some people can struggle with these. You know, because it's it's. A lot of people, they are, they're like, oh, I've only lived in uh, two houses in my life and maybe I don't have that many friends or not childhood friends or, um, oh, so I can't really think of anywhere. But a lot of people forget that you can use all sorts of different categories of places. It could be schools, it could be workplaces, it could be shops that you've been in. Everyone's been in a shop, right? Um, it could even be places that you've only found recently. Or you could even go and just walk into a place today that you've never been in and make it your set if you want. That's how amazing our brains are for visual memory, you know. Um, and yeah, so uh, let's have a look and see what we've got today. Connor Griffith again on uh, set the scene for owl. Um, whenever I think of the word cow, 
cow, cow, I think of farms. And again, if you're not sure why we're doing that, we, we ask everyone doing this to create a link word, kind of like a, uh, what do we what do we call it? I forget what we call it now. Um, it's been ages since we uh, made it up, but you basically think, uh, think of a place that you like first and foremost, and then try and connect it to that spelling. Owl, cow, farm. I've worked on a farm before, and I thought this would be a decent association. I agree. Do you think this association is potentially too vague or could cause me to be confused with a different set? Well, I, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to say. I mean, how, how well do you remember this place? If it's a place that you sort of went once or twice when you were a kid and it's faded from your memory, it's probably not very useful, right? Um, but it's all, yeah, you choose these sets based. So this is something that uh, we're probably going to add in at some point soon. Uh, just as a reminder for people, might send an email or something. But basically, when you're choosing your sets, it's a good idea to just write down a bunch of your sets. Uh, but when I say sets, I mean the places you know well, that you go a lot. Um, and then just attach them to all the spellings as they come out. Uh, so do, do you know this place well? If you don't know it well, then uh, don't choose it. You know, choose another. Can you walk around in your mind's eye in that place easily? Now, we don't say that you have to know every stick of furniture. You have to know the colors of the curtains. You have to know where all the cows and the sheep are kept and what they look like. No. Do you know, can you walk around your mind? You know, um, and that's it. That's enough for you. That's enough. Uh, Sandy on set the scene for, well, I'm not sure what scene it is, but I have two options. I believe it's A-N. Yes. Yeah, my bro's name is Andrew. So A-N, Andrew would be the word that would connect that or the spelling name. He is practically with me everywhere, but I barely spent time in his room. And one of my friends' name is Sandy. I went to her home only once. Which one should I choose? Better to choose church where I met my friend Sandy and where we usually spent time, right? And again, it's similar to the question before. It's like, which one? Now, maybe both you could choose. Because remember, you're going to choose 13 of these sets eventually, right? Which one is easier? to walk around in and here's another factor you could consider which, which which we actually mention in some of the videos is which places another factor is what emotional involvement do you have what emotional story so maybe you can't visually remember it maybe it's from your earlier childhood right but you have so many emotional memories that you use it anyway so like my house i'm i my first house where i was born in we moved out when i was five but funnily enough i have so many strong memories of that house um, for various reasons, that I, I used it as one of my sets, even though it's, I was five when we moved out. There's a lot of things I don't remember about it. I'm probably, my brain has probably made up a lot of stuff about what it used to look like, but there's so much emotional stories from there that I, that I still remember. My first Christmas, for example, that I can recall clearly, my, my fifth birthday, all these different things. So I still, that place was fine, even though it was fairly vague looking. So yeah, your brains are very powerful. So maybe even that would be a better factor to sort of think about. But I, I really can't make that decision for you overall. All I can do is tell you what I just told you and you sort of make your choice, you know. Um, but don't be too pressured. Like, oh, if I, what if I make the wrong choice? I'm going to mess up all my sort of scenes. Nah, you'll be fine. Okay, so that's all for the scenes. Now, we've had uh, Sandy has come up a couple of times today and I want to just quickly talk about her because... Um, Sandy uh, sent a message on Cora, I believe, or was it Medium? I think it was Cora recently saying, is it possible 
for someone from zero to pass the HSK3 in two months. And Phil stumbled across it and he sent a reply to her and he said, yes. And I don't know what he wrote, but basically he said, if you're willing to put in four hours a day, four hours a day in in terms of learning with our platform and reviewing to get, you know, like, so together four hours a day, if you're willing to do that, we can guarantee that you'll pass the HSK3 in two months from zero. And she took us up on the offer, you know, and we're going, and she's now, we're giving it to her for free for two months and we're going to see how she does. So uh, everyone give her some words of encouragement. If you see her commenting, um, she's working very hard so far. She's already been doing it for a few days and I've got very high hopes for her. Okay, so next is movies. So let's see how many movies we've got. We've got quite a few movies today. That's 10. Yeah, we've got at least 10 movies. So I'll, I'll, uh, and I actually really like this part because this is where all the creativity of you guys really, really shines. Um, so, and I'll obviously, as usual, I'll correct anything. Or I say correct. I hate using that word for movie scenes. I will tweak or make suggestions. I, I wouldn't say correct because a lot of these things, maybe they don't conform with the specific guidelines that we've laid out, but they still, at the end of the day, the result is you still remember the character. So therefore it's successful, you know? So as usual guys, take it with a pinch of salt, whatever I say and whatever Phil says, uh, it's just based, we just have a, loads of experience with this, that's all. Um, okay, so let's jump in. All right, the first one here is from Chad Wrestler for make a movie for Fung, which means wind. Location, current home where I got engaged, that's the E-N-G, right? Yeah, E-N-G, not just E-N, Fung. Um, outside the entrance, because it's a first tone. The actor is Phil Crimmins, uh, and uh, the props are a witness stand and hedge clippers. So the witness stand will be sort of the, the if you have a look at the character, it'll be sort of the, uh, well, basically, ji, which is, uh, has a couple of meanings. It means uh, few, or it means, um, uh, it means how many, but it also means cha <laughs> ji, like a small table. I know, that's a weird one. Um, but that's basically what the character is, and it looks like a witness stand to Chad, so that's what he's gone with. Uh, relaxing on my day off, I hear a knock at the door. Opening the door, the person says, remember me, I'm Phil Crimmins with Mandarin Blueprint. Apparently, he has tracked me down from where I... <laughs> so I love that you've made us into stalkers, essentially. Because uh, we, we've come up a few times, and we always seem to be these weirdos who keep like Jehovah Witness... I would say Jehovah Witness are weirdos, but like, anyway, we keep knocking on, knocking on your door, um, trying to track you down. Apparently, he has tracked me down from when I lived at my first apartment. He proceeds to tell me that he wants to give me another chance to enroll in his course by teaching me another word. This time, I make him stay outside the entrance. He goes to his car and pulls out a witness stand and a pair of hedge clippers, and he puts the hedge clippers in the witness stand. In the witness stand. That's important because of the positioning of the actual two components in the character, if you take a look. Just as he's about to explain it, a huge gust of wind comes, that's the key word, comes and almost knocks him over. Phil said, that's amazing, as I was just about to tell you that by putting these two props together, you can make the Chinese word for wind. I'm not convinced yet that I could learn Chinese using this method, but I told him that I would think about it. <laughs> Episode five of <laughs> Phil the Stalker. I love it. Uh, brilliant. Fantastic. Okay, as usual, uh, Chad, no, no, no issues at all. Um, you've got it. You've got it. Excellent, excellent scene. So Sandy, this is our newcomer, 
uh, on special effects and memory athletics. So th athletics, sorry. So this is right at the beginning of the course when we're first explaining, I believe, how to make the character number ten shi, which is essentially just a, a cross shape. Okay, I don't know if I'm doing this right or not. Prop stick, which would be the vertical line. Uh, my teacher's stick, she would take it around everywhere in class, lovely. And uh, a cigarette, which would be the horizontal line. Sets, childhood kitchen. Okay, good so far. Actors, shady, a childhood friend in school. We always thought, so shady, so it would be shi, S-H, right? So that's a, a male friend. Uh, we always fought and he was kind of a naughty guy. Nice. All right. So scene as follows. We're in uh, my childhood kitchen. I'm sitting beside the sink and holding the stick. Shady is beside the kitchen door, smiling at me, that annoying smile, holding my exam paper in one hand, as in try and get it. I got the full marks in the exam, 10 out of 10. When I, apparently, Sandy was a nerd in school. And smoke, he was also smoking in a dramatic way with his other hand, totally unaffected by me and his raising and raising his eyebrows in at anticipation and mocking me. It's like, show me what you got. I throw the teacher's stick at him in slow motion. He dodges it easily, then laughs. Now, uh, for a first try, not bad at all. Not bad at all. And and actually, the, this is the thing. I feel kind of bad about this because I sent like Sandy a, a, a message like correcting her saying. One of the key things you're missing is positioning, right? You need to show clearly, this is a habit you need to get into from day one. If there's two props or components are crossing like that, you need to show them doing that at some point, or at least something something like that. Or at least from your point of view, they don't actually have to be connected, but from your point of view, they're crossing, right? At some point during the scene, at least. Um, and I made a sort of big, big deal out of that. That was the only real thing that's missing from this. I also said... Another fairly key thing that's missing is the connection to number 10 is rather vague, at least from the where I'm standing, right? It may, maybe the idea of 10 out of 10 is so dr drilled into you from school, like those papers represent 10. Fine, if that's the case. But for me, it looks it just looks like a bit of paper, right? You'll be like, what does that bit of paper mean again? So you've got to make these scenes planning ahead to like a month later or even three or six months later. When you forget some of the more minute details, is the big picture still there? Do you still have the props, the actor, the set? Um, are they, the position, is it right? Is the keyword visually clear? And I would say it's not quite clear enough. And to be fair, the reason why I feel bad, by the way, is that I sent these corrections and then Sandy actually replied afterwards saying, oh yeah, um, saying um, basically, oh yeah, the positioning was off, maybe I should watch more videos. And I, I was just basically, yeah, sorry, yeah, you should probably watch more videos, but <clears throat> we like people trying actually, like most people, I would say, not, I don't know about most, but a lot of people try and take too much time with the training wheels on. And instead of just getting in there and trying to make their own scenes, they rely too much on our videos. And we try and allow for all of that. We try and allow for all, the whole spectrum of, of clients and users. But um, this way, funny enough, is actually better in the long term, as long as you're open to correction and criticism. If you just like blindly follow your own way, then of course that's not good because you're gonna cement bad habits. But um, yeah, so overall, Sandy, very good for that one. But yeah, positioning and um, keyword has got to be clear, but that's something we go on. As people know who've watched, who are on the course and have watched our videos, we mention it a million times <laughs> throughout the course. So. You won't have a problem with that, I'm sure. But that's a good start. You show a lot of promise. So, that, oh, she's actually got another scene here as well. 
Um, make a movie. I believe this one's for Gan Dry. So this is made up of twins, the number two, which is represented by a pair of twins. Um, oh, you're a twin, Sandy. Because she says, twins, my siblings. So I guess you're a twin, and she's your other twin. All right. Stick, my the teacher's stick. Um, and set outside the church. So you went with church in the end. Good. In the front entrance, because it's Gan. So it's a, at least this, this pronunciation of this character, meaning dry, is Gan. So it's out in the first, first tone. So it's front of the entrance. Actor, Gamal or Jamal. Um, Gamal, part of the family, he's religious, so he has high status in church, and he hates noise. Good, I like that. You're giving uh, a little description of the actors, um, and that you can, and as we say in the videos, you can actually use that personality or characteristics in the scenes. So the scene uh, in the front of the church, the entrance, uh, uh, church entrance, the twins are thirsty. We have that's the connection to dry. That's what Gan means. We have this tradition in the church that some fasts, when we fast, we shouldn't eat or drink for a specific time. So they search the ground for something to play with to distract themselves from the thirst, I guess. They found a stick and fought over it, causing a lot of noise. So Gamal saw them when he was about to enter the church, scolded them about the noise and took the stick from them. Okay. Now, I don't want to know. I, I, think, I think the positioning could be fine here because if you look, you know the positioning of the character. Uh, it's like two lines at the top and then line sort of runs from the first line vertically down, right? So I think that could be fine. Uh, you've got the twins there or the twin playing with it. But again, the keyword, not quite clear enough. And I already responded to Sandy about this. Um, maybe them just being thirsty. I'm not really seeing much about it. Maybe if they were like gasping on the floor, like trying to prop themselves up with a stick, like oh, give me a drink, you know, and they're like holding their throat overacting is something that we always talk about um, but even then you could even it might still not be clear enough so maybe you could do this um, uh, you could maybe he uh, drives the stick into the ground and turns the ground into desert like really over the top dry 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 you know but either way I think it will work and yours might work but I'm just saying especially early on you want to get in this habit of really really pushing your keyword really making it obvious Great, so we've got next, another movie by Clayton Lee uh, for making a movie for Qi, which means sort of miraculous or uh, strange, I guess. Um, Chi, my Qi character, okay, comes into the kitchen in full body plaster. She has been in a terrible accident. Upon seeing her, I squeeze my soup can, can, that's the k component at the bottom, and Mario mushroom, a Mario mushroom, which is the da bit at the top because oh yeah because the mario mushroom makes you big so that means big very clever uh pops up from the top of the can <laughs> okay and she takes the mushroom and makes a miraculous recovery along with mario growing up sound effect okay so i guess she bursts she, she eats the mushroom uh from the can and she bursts out of her plaster casts and it makes that noise as well perfect scene I mean, I say I mean, there's loads of perfect scenes out there. This is perfect because it ticks all the boxes I can tell. It's memorable. It's simple. Everyone's doing something. All the props are doing something. Everything makes sense to a certain degree. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, for example, the mushroom makes her sort of recover. Everything's being used. And to your brain anyway, on, on a subconscious level, it makes sense. Um, fantastic. William Edmides on Make a Movie for Show which kind of means leader or head. 
Um, for Shoal, the head, I've got Sean Connery, so that's the SH, in the living room of my OU set, oh, with a giant nose, that's like the bottom of the character, and a Viking helmet, that's like the, the two horns and the horizontal line, that's what we, we suggested was a Viking helmet. Sean, after serving many decades as the CEO of Sean Enterprises, is now ready to pass the torch on to someone else, inviting the giant nose to sit down at the head of the dining table. So I guess the dining table, yeah, it's in third tone, so it's in the dining room, that's fine. He bestows his Viking helmet onto the top of the giant nose. The nose, so overwhelmed with gratitude, <laughs> sheds a tear, that's confusing. Uh, and Sean gives him a warm, affirming nod. Maybe even a close-up on that, on that nod as well. The nose is now the new head of the company. Maybe you can even have, and that's, that's great by the way, it's perfect, that's, that's fine. Uh, but I'm saying maybe even if you wanted to dress it up a bit, you could have Sean maybe now, just to make sure that's absolutely clear. It's not just the head of the table, he's the head, he's the leader, he's the show. So he, you could say, you could then make Sean bow to him at the end, just to make it absolutely clear. Um, but that, that looks good, that's very good. Sandy again, moving for Shun. Um, Ahmed Masha, Arabian actor, Muslim. Uh, and shady childhood friend set school in class specific for learning stuff. Yeah, yeah, she like cooking, knitting, etc. Kind of similar to the kitchen. So, okay. So shady enters the class and saw Ahmed Masha. I don't know how to say it very well. Holding a crucifix. So again, you have to look at the show notes for the character Shen, as in Shema, like what in Chinese? It's made up of the Zhenzipang, the um, the human element, the man element. And the across essentially, number 10, which just looks like we often choose crucifix for that. So this gentleman is holding a crucifix over the food before eating. So he is confused and like, what? Like in the meme you mentioned above. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah, so like, obviously this guy's like a, a really, this Arabian actor. He's obviously a tough dude or like, because we, we say like, for the man component, choose like someone who's a manly man, you know, like uh, Chuck Norris or Bruce Lee or no, not Bruce Lee, but... Someone tough, right? So he's obviously a tough guy. Um, fantastic, yeah. And yeah, as long as you use good body language and like really clear, like what? Like really over the top, that will work very well. Good job. And I see you're sharing all of your scenes, you, uh, Sandy. You don't have to share all of them, just so you know. But we do like you to share, but just don't, don't feel like it's a, you have to, uh, as, as in part, that's not part of the learning process. Um, if it's if you feel like it's slowing you down, you don't have to share all of them, but please keep sharing if um, if it's not a problem for you. So Sandy, make a movie uh, for Cole, which means mouth. Um, we've got props as the cigar, uh, which would be the the horizontal line, the stick, the vertical line, and a horse's head statue, which is sort of representative of the uh, the break, sort of right angle. Uh, actors Kung, my first Korean teacher set one of my close family's house in the living room. So the scene is um, Kung, the teacher, was sitting on the couch in the living room watching some Korean YouTube song. Good to have music in there. When the horse head hiccuped, so I guess there was a horse head just sitting next to him, right? He was so surprised that he took the stick that was beside him and poked the horse in the throat to see if it's real or not. And that's when a huge cigar came out of the horse's mouth and sat under it and the horse smiled with, it, smiled with his mouth. Yeah, so that's good, it comes out of the mouth, so that's like showing it very clearly. And also he does this, I guess, which is a very creepy smile at the end, which will work very nicely.
good. Well done, Sandy. No issues there whatsoever, really. Um, I mean, there's always improvements you can make. But, yeah, that's a really good scene. That, that ticks all the boxes, as we say. Uh, the next one's from Ija. Make a movie for shi, which is to cause. As in, yeah, that's one of the meanings of it. So the actor is S.H., it's Sean Connery. In uh, her childhood home, uh, props are Jason Momoa, again, the, the man component, the razor blade, and Julius Caesar. So Julius Caesar represents history. It was also pronounced sure. It's one of the props in this particular character. All right, let's see what we've got. Everyone prepare yourselves. Uh, Sean Connery, the British spy, and Jason Momoa, the guardian of Atlantis, found out on Twitter that Julius Caesar was back to conquer his lifetime mission of world domination and cause mayhem to the peaceful modern world. Sean, with Jason, kidnapped Caesar as he was roaming around looking for a Roman embassy and hid him inside my childhood bedroom. Three of them stood facing each other. Caesar had a fierce look on his face and Sean was anxious about their possible next cause of action. Jason told Sean there was no cause for concern, even though he was once an emperor. Caesar had a weakness. Sorry, even though he was once an emperor, Caesar had a weakness. Jason then took the razor blade and brought it close to Caesar's neck and shaved off all of Caesar's hair. Caesar, who was very self-conscious about his receding hairline, was terrified, exerted all his strength to escape and went into hiding. Sean blamed Jason for being too kind to Caesar. Jason then explained that it was the best he could do to keep the scene non-violent. Thank you, Ija, keeping it non-violent for the kids. P.S. It is reported that Caesar was last seen in China, pretending to be a Chinese teacher online, laced with hidden propaganda for his cause. All right. As usual, uh, very nice. Um, you've got lots of uh, references to cause there. Ija does that a lot. You don't have to do that, but Ija tends to add in lots of layers of reference to the keyword connection. So cause, 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 like lots of different ways. So not just visually, but uh, using things that people say, using maybe even music, uh, situation itself. Uh, very good. So it sort of really lays it on thick. So I, you know, very rarely, I guess, that Ija has to actually go in and correct her scenes whilst, make, whilst reviewing them in Anki. Great, so we've got next one, Connor Griffith, uh, make a movie for whore, which is to live. This actually should have been put in the um, props section, I realize, but no worries. He says, I like to think of the water bottles like the ones in China that are always so overfull that every time you open them, water sport spurts all over the place. Yes. Uh, it's more actually to do with the thinness of the plastic. It tends to just like squidge it as you try and turn it. It's annoying. Uh, good. So next one. Oh, we've got another one from Ija. Awesome. Um, make a movie for bien, which uh, can have a couple of meanings, but uh, this one means uh, convenient. I guess it's because feng bien is the most useful word uh, at this stage, right? Uh, actor, B.I., so it's Beyonce, uh, set my anatomy lab. Props are Jason Momoa, Jabba the Hutt. Uh, yes, awesome. Jason Momoa and Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. So just two props. So yeah, Gung. So Gung, I guess, because Gung means more. Jabba the Hutt's kind of like a disgusting sort of glutton. 
um, eats a lot, so more, more, more. I guess that would be what it is. Maybe I'm, I'm missing a Star Wars reference there. But anyway, works for you, awesome. Beyonce, wearing her golden 2017 Grammy outfit, was captured by Jabba the Hutt in the backyard of my anatomy lab. Jason Momoa then appeared holding a cup noodle he bought from 7-Eleven. So that, that's convenient, right? Is that what you, That's one reference to convenient. Uh, but EJ usually does more than once. So let's see what else she has, if she has anything else. And casually demanded the release of the prisoner in exchange for food in some unintelligible language. Jabba refused. There will be no bargain, young Jedi. Grabbed the cup noodle from Jason and gobbled everything down in seconds. Uh-oh. It was one of those super spicy Korean cup noodles and Jabba had to run to the bathroom, giving Jason and Beyonce a chance to escape. Beyonce asked Jason about the words he spoke and he said, that's easy, I speak Jabba script. Good pun, Eja. Lots of puns in Eja's stories as well. It's another thing I love about them. Beyonce then marveled at how convenient it was to be able to speak foreign languages and, not, and also how convenient it was that you had to leave, giving you a chance to escape. So that's like a third layer for you, for convenient. And how, she's probably, uh, how she probably should start learning a language. Maybe Chinese. Nice. Thanks for the reference there. Wicked. Well done, Ija, as usual. Uh, really spicing up our comment section. <laughs> all right. So that's all the movies we have this week. Now let's move on to miscellaneous. This is just stuff that doesn't really fall into any category. So we're just going to, or I guess some of them actually should be in pronunciation, but no worries. Um, we'll just go through them here. We've got a few to add on at the end. Uh, all right. So the first one here from William Edmeads on Make a Movie for Nien. He says, <laughs> with 988 lessons completed, this is officially halfway through the course. Bring on the other half. Well done, uh, William, doing really well. Uh, but actually, that won't be halfway soon because uh, we're going to be adding a lot more lessons to the course. Uh, very soon, very soon. Um, John Sprague, bonus, four components, the habit, uh, sorry, four components of habit building part two. So there's four parts to this series. We added it as bonus videos in the pronunciation mastery. So you can go check that out. Um, he's, and this one is about routine. It's, routine is incredibly important when trying to build a habit. Building habits are vital to success with, well, any skill really. Um, you, if you want to be good at piano, you have to have a habit of playing it every day. If you want to be good at Chinese, you have to have a habit of learning it or using it every day. So building a routine is vital. So you have a cue. You, you, uh, what is your cue for starting to study? Um, everyone has a cue. Mine is I open my laptop in the morning uh, and I do Anki, right? Uh, or at least I don't, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't really do Anki much anymore, but do Anki. And, and my opening my computer is my cue because that's the first thing I would, I would do normally. So let's look at John. He says his cue to study four days a week is arriving at work. He arrives at work, he studies an hour, movie and repeat. I'm not sure what movie is here. Uh, I'm sure you don't watch movies at work, right? Um, so I guess you mean making movies like the characters? I'm not quite sure. Um, Anki, when I wake up, sleep or have a meal. Good. Pimsler arriving, uh, sorry, driving to and from work. Very comfortable schedule. Yes, you can't um, do flashcards when you're driving, right? So it's good to have some, some listening stuff. Once you get a bit of foundation in your Chinese and you start being able to understand stuff, that's when you stick on podcasts and things of that nature, um, which will be happy if you have any, if you want any suggestions for podcasts, um, I'd be happy to give you some. 
once you're ready for. Uh, very comfortable schedule. Yes, comfortable, happy, positive. That's what we like. Don't push yourself too hard. I wish I had pr pronunciation practice exercises to use in the car or on my phone. Yeah, um, so they're, they're very few and far between. You know, people don't tend to focus on that much, but you'll find that just listening intently and repeating what you hear, like, is is enough pronunciation practice as long as you know the theory and the, the which you do because you've seen the pronunciation mastery course right so just listening to, to pimsler and listening and repeating intently and, and repeating as accurately as you can is more than enough in terms of pronunciation practice in my opinion uh damien kissy on nasal final yong uh we give a couple of examples one is chung as in poor and the other is xiong as in fierce like if your girlfriend or boyfriend like snaps at you, you can say, hey, you know, like, don't be so fierce. Don't be so like, Ugh. you know. Um, and he said, it just says, uh, same opinion as Big Brother, but different Hansa, different character. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, different character completely. Um, John Sprague, bonus SRS, the frequency game. He says, you can reset the card count to zero for all decks making them all new if you are using Anki without fully understanding how it's supposed to work. Not that I needed to do that, I swear. Yes, you can do that. Uh, I can't remember where. Don't you need an add-on to do that? I'm not sure. But yes, you can do that. Uh, again, from John on part four of the uh, developing study habits, is which is belief. You have to believe that you can do it. Um, and Phil's, as usual, as usual, is very motivating in this one. And uh, John just says, I'm grateful for your passion for the subject and positivity. So well done, Phil. Um, Rudan Angel Vianessa on Simple Final U quiz. He says, hello, it's very useful to me at my work. Thank you very much. Every step was very interesting to me. Keep up the good work. So thank you very much, uh, Rudan. I hope you make, uh, make it to the Mandarin Blueprint Method the actual full course as well after moving past the pronunciation course. And just a very quick one here from Aster uh, Dayerata on sample lesson, new vocabulary unlocked. He just, this is the free trial. He just says, good job guys. And it's always nice to see, thank you very much. And one final comment here is from William Edmides, or Edmides, uh, from uh, email. He says, hey guys, I was reading one of the Anki sentences and it mentioned lao zhong, as in literally old clock. Zhong means clock, right? Uh, which translated, literally, translated actually as brother zhong. So zhong is someone's last name. And lao is like their, I don't know what you'd say in English, but you know, the thing that goes before the last name, like how, how, to, how to refer to them. But I read it and I thought it meant old clock, which is obviously the literal translation. So I was wondering if there was a way to tell Chinese names and words apart. And uh, the answer, unfortunately, is not particularly. You just have to get used to the language and you'll, you'll start to see it really easily. Oh, Chinese names anyway. It gets tough when you start reading English stuff translated into Chinese. Like when I was reading, uh, when I read, often I'll read books. Um, like, I said, I'm, like I said before, I'm reading um, Isaac Asimov at the moment read Game of Thrones before and like there's a lot of when you, they translate they transcribe names in English they won't just be two characters like they are usually in Chinese or even what you know three or one it's usually like several right so you'll, you'll spend time like reading these characters and like this is completely unrelated to the type of context what's this word is this a new word oh it's the guy's name or oh it's the name of the town they're going to or oh you know so 
unfortunately, we haven't um, highlighted them in a different color or anything like that because, well, it's just very time intensive because we've got a lot of content. Um, but if you get books like Mandarin Companion um, and a lot of uh, uh, digital readers like uh, Decipher, Dual Chinese and uh, Chairman's Bow, I believe they do this too, where they'll sort of highlight words that are places or names of people. Um, just to make it clear, like, hey, don't read too much into this. This is just, this is just a, a name, right? It's not, it's not an actual Chinese word per se. But for, uh, we don't do that, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, but it's just one of those things, you know. It's just, just as long as you take your time, you'll be fine with it. So sorry about that. But uh, that's all we have for today. Um, so many good comments, so many good stories today. Thank you very much, guys. As usual. Uh, if you want to share, please do either directly to us via email through Mandarin Blueprint Community or, of course, via the comments on the actual course. Just anything you feel about the course or questions you have, just comment. And you can send us an email directly at contact at mandarinblueprint.com with any, anything at all. And we always answer and read every email. So thanks for listening, guys. I will speak to you in a couple of weeks. Cheers.